recap, the serious but not uh, podcast, which recaps the Americas and EMEA Apple Edu chat, and we kind of tried to do that in about an hour. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and as always, I am joined by three of my close friends and colleagues. Let's start with Mr. Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan. Hello. How's the weather over there? It's actually cold. I've had the heating on. Um, yeah, just it's yeah, it's just been it's been a bit chilly. I think as I'm getting I'm approaching forty, and I think as I'm getting colder, my circulation's getting worse. And it's just yeah, the cold weather irritates my hip. Oh, how's the weather with you? How's ice. the ice cream? Oh, the ice cream's brilliant because it's a bit chilly out here on the balcony. Where I'm at. Well, that's because you're not dressed again. I've told you, you of need course. to stop eating ice cream in just your hat. But you know, we, we we're biking, so we're all furry, so that we, yes. we don't need any clothes at all. The, almost, this no. is very true. <laughs> no, speaking of someone who is, I'll, I'll come back to you in a second. You have, don't speaking worry, of me. someone who's also hairy, um, Matt Pullen. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What a, what an introduction that is. <laughs> it's it's said with, you know, truth in it. It's, fear. Yeah. And <laughs> fear and disgust. I know. How you doing, buddy? It feels like I'm what, very good. four or five days since I've seen you. It feels like an age, yeah. Uh yeah, no, all good. Um yeah, came back from, from Scotland last week, straight into lectures with, with the students, um, for the first first time this year which was great um put out with some challenges kurt you might have seen a few of them flying around used um indeed your uh the hero challenge they absolutely loved that one um and what was nice about the challenges you know following on from what we were chatting about last week was um the differentiation within there so some of them that were a little bit unsure were happy to go with the the hero challenge because they felt it was really achievable really quickly and then I've seen a few of them start to play around with some of the kind of more difficult ones. Um, nice. Even someone today put Beatles cover on as part of the mm, tiny emoji nice. challenge, which I thought mm. was they they'd done a really good job of it. So that if was, you get a chance, um, check them out. Yeah. yeah, well, it was, of course, the 50th anniversary of Abbey Road. So that's, and, uh, and that is what they said inspired them. Nice. So um, I'm looking to see for, well, looking forward to seeing what they'll do with this in the classroom when they start teaching. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you That's see? A... Did you see that with uh, Volkswagen from Germany? No. No. We'll need they, to. Find apparently, that. they uh, on the cover of when they walk uh, on the zebra. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a Volkswagen like a beetle. That's, oh yeah. Okay. Um, it's parked in the wrong way. So they say like, oh, now we have like park assist. So they repark. They took the picture. Took out the, the beetle and nice. they redid it so it's parked in the in in a legal way right now. <laughs> that was quite nice. funny. I thought that was uh, actually really I can I can see that it's a it's a white Volkswagen beetle. Yeah, that is definitely that is perched on the curb. Yeah, oh, you see it. Yeah, so yeah, now I'm they actually took now. it out and and because of parking assist, apparently now it's uh, the, the, the picture is now correct hey I, anything anything that's going to have a beatles chat and i'm all for now the man who is responsible for us talking about challenges and especially his tiny emoji abbey road cover which is one of my favorites kurt how are you sir i'm doing really well thanks doing uh, doing good on the road again 
um, trying to uh, find a new location for you guys to find me um, your somewhere in the US. This, your dedication to this podcast is just amazing for us all. Um, okay, uh, Matt, do you want to start? He's in the US, so that narrows it down. Close, find Matt, <laughs> and just, yeah. uh, you know, see if you can find out where it's yeah. current. So um, I'm going to go with, because you said you've uh, you've traveled a long way. So uh, last week you were in I didn't Denver. fly, I'll tell you that. I didn't fly. Oh, God, that's a oh, long way by me. car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a long way by car. Are you in... Scranton, no, no, okay. Yeah, okay. But uh, it, it does end on ton. It ends on ton. Nice. <laughs> oh, so you're in the capital. I'm not in the capital. Mm. Okay. Can you give us a hint? I will give you a hint. Since you're quick, in, I, um, I'll, I'll give a cryptic hint first. I'm roughly 55 miles north of Philadelphia and 70 miles west of New York City. Oh, maps. Hang on. I've got the map on. Wait, got map <laughs> you're in Huntington Beach, Virginia. No. Oh, damn. No. New York, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, between New York Eastern, and Philadelphia. Eastern. Correct, Matt Pullen. That's the yes, one. I'm in there. Eastern. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Hey, so Great. you're in Eastern. Very good. What are you doing there, Carl? Um, I am um, one. Perfect. I'm going to visit you know, the, uh, the, the Crayola Museum. Um, Crayola Museum. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm working on something um, a while ago. We went to the color factory, was suggested by Miriam Walsh. You did, um, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I, I love all kinds of colors and diversity. Um, and here's where they make the Crayolas. So I wanted to know about that. And then um, there's a school here that I'm, uh, that I'm visiting. And um, I'm working on something called the Creatives Gym, uh, which I will mm. hopefully be able to tell a little bit more about by the end of the episode. But um, the official launch will be in New Orleans at the Creative Constructor Lab at the end oh. of October. Amazing. Amazing. That sounds, that sounds really cool. It's a fun collaboration between um, Camilla Gagliolo and Rebecca Hare. Um, okay, yeah. Camilla's been an AD for a while, and, um, and Re- Rebecca was um, class of 2019. So um, it's a nice collaboration in that way. <laughs> Oh, and then, of, it's as if this chat's writing itself today. You know, it's. <laughs> I, I think when we go through this, this chat is just this chat is is really recording itself. That makes it so much more easier, right? It really so, does. Actually. Yeah, that's, we that can just sit to the hashtag though, because um, <laughs> the hashtag, and that's what that's nice with connecting um, with you guys and collaborating is um, hashtag Better Together. And Ooh, I think that's definitely something that I've seen come by as a as a feedback on the show um in the EMEA chat that was happening this week and yeah um if it's okay i'll i'll introduce to the listeners what we're going to talk about Martin. absolutely okay? i was just about to ask that card go ahead so I, I thought i felt your mind going that way um this new technology <laughs> you know well. like, yeah it's well just... i installed uh, ios 13 in my brain too i think and um, i'm on the same wavelength as you are so it's, it's about EMEA. <laughs> Exactly. Well, catch up. I'm, I'm six hours behind or five for you. That's why. <laughs> Collaboration with iPad <gasps> topic um, at the EMEA chat. And um, that was Damien Parker, Richard Hopkin, and Laura Hiltout. And then for the Americas chat, um, we had Michael Mills and Patricia Brown talking about reach, preach, and teach 
at Equity for All. So that's coming up right after this break. And um, Jingles with Matt, I think, too, right? There definitely is a new jingle this week. Yes. So, there we yes. go. Yes. Things to look forward to, isn't it, Martin? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's. Uh, why don't we, you know, stop keeping everybody in suspense and get started with this? Perfect. Okay, if you can hear my dulcet Scottish tones, that means it's time to recap the EMEA side of Apple Edu Chat. This week, as Kurt told us, it was collaboration with iPad, hosted by Richard Hopkin, Damien Parker, and Laura Hiltout. Uh, guys, I'm going to jump in straight with the tweet of the week. The tweet of the week comes from Mrs. Oxley Simpson, and it was in response to our question, but it was all about collaboration. And she says, I say this often, but just sitting with a colleague and a cup of tea is enough to start collaboration. Discussing ideas and thoughts will get the ball rolling. And I really like that because um, I often sit with a cup of tea while I'm recording this podcast, which is why sometimes you might hear a gulp and a ah. It's for different reasons than Johan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we, talk, we, we talk about the benefits of technology. We talk about the benefits of using text to, uh, and sort of using tech to aid collaboration. But sometimes just finding that, that, you know, your colleague in the staff room during a break time is a, is a great way to just have this informal chat. Um, and it's, I, w- I was curious to hear what you guys thought about that. Is tech always the way to get collaboration? Is it the way to make collaboration easier, but human interaction is still needed? What do we think? I think that, yes, to that human interaction, I think it's so much easier. You see it, too, um, when we have to do collaborations um, for, for ADE projects or any other projects. Um, if you haven't seen the person in real life, um, you might be easy or tempted to say, oh, I won't show up as quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that personal connect- connection, I think, is the first step to collaboration. Um, the technology just eases the path, saying, like for us, we're across the world trying to make this happen on a collaborated um, notes file. Um, on a text message chat that, that is running, um, FaceTime calls, sometimes up ahead, um, using the Anchor app. So the technology makes it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if, if we didn't know each other, um, it might have been easier sometimes to say that, oh, I can't make it. And now there's this connectivity, um, this willing to, to work on a, on a greater thing and pushing it out. Yeah, I, I do agree because I think it deepens everything if you have a personal connection and you know who that person is. Mm-hmm. So for, for take, take the example of us four, to me, it's uh, so many layers, just how you are as a person. Um, also, you know, the memories of what we've been through together, it actually gives me a, a deep understanding of what you are saying and and putting your ideas into perspective, um, which I think is quite important if you're gonna understand each other and collaborate in a in a more um, tight uh, way. It, does that make sense? Or yeah, yeah, and it, 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 yeah, for me, it ties into that what we talked about last week. Yeah, if if you're a coach or a mentor or a good guide um, yeah. in a collaborative project, knows the other people on the team. So you can throw something out there knowing that that's the talent of Martin, that's the talent of Johan, that's the talent of Matt. Um, 
and and then you can pull on that and knowing that you get appreciated for for what you're doing so now you might put in even more effort um to make sure um that it's that it's going to be good because people are depending on that and i mean yoan you and i have seen that working together on joy of professional learning yeah um in a way it was a team of strangers and yet it was souls coming together with the same passion for for learning and professional learning and then someone could do design someone could run that team someone could find a structure someone could write someone could edit um and that collaboration that just doesn't happen overnight uh, no. i mean i wouldn't look at the um amount of projects that went to a graveyard um because of life happening and and running out of time yeah trust as well i think mm-hmm. i think so i mean um and i think that kind of takes me um unless matt if you get anything you want to add with that we're obviously people who we you and i see each other more than we see sort of Kurt and johan and i think we 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 sometimes benefit from that we saw each other just last week where we had that face-to-face interaction we were able to we were able to sort of mention some of the things that we've been wanting to so how how important do you put on that face-to-face is it something that you always strive for or is it something that you feel that if you're not getting face-to-face that you're missing out uh yeah Martin, I, I i think for me I, there's that um there's that collaboration that can happen through informal conversation where it's it's really just um not necessarily a fixed idea but it it comes through and sometimes it can be a stupid chat or 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 a, a joint experience and then something great can come out of it um and i think you know me and you do benefit from that sometimes because we we can have those conversations and you know i'm sure some collaborative work is going to come out of the, the conversations we had last week yeah. when we were together but then you know technology then can allow you to take it further i mean i'm not i never see myself as the most sociable person in the world i feel quite socially awkward at times um but but i think having those um those face-to-face conversations are really important to, to make me feel confident to work with other people on, on things over a bigger distance, I guess, you know, using technology to, to do things with people across the pond. Um, I know that we've just submitted an ISTI application, Mark, um, again, have, thinking yeah. about collaboration. Um, and I've equally done one with um, Teresa Cullen because we've met each other. So it was easier to have that deeper conversation about what we would like to do for ISTE because we've worked together on something four years ago at an institute and I knew her. Yeah. So when we were just having a text conversation to kind of plan out what we thought would, would work well, um, mm-hmm. it, it was based on the fact, I think Johan said it before about this trust idea that we've, we've yeah. had a, a conversation and we know each other. So, yeah. I think that, that kind of goes a, a long way, which is, which is quite, it takes me to the, the question that I'm wanting to ask. It's the question four from the chat we are obviously four different subject areas and we're also in four different locations we are you know we're we're in uh, america we're in different parts of the uk and you know we're in sweden so we are in different parts yet we can collaborate together so what advice would you guys give to um people who are wanting to approach collaboration across subjects um johan let's start with you for people who are working across subjects, what advice would you give if they want to get started with collaboration? Oh, um, across subjects, I would say uh, the best ones has been um, where you are interested in the same problem or area. 
but mm-hmm. you come from different kind of views. That could be really interesting. So usually when I was a science teacher, I usually worked with, I don't know what it's called in English, but social studies. So you got yep, social yep. studies, uh, geography, history, uh, and things like that. Yeah. And that was really good because we could actually um, ask a couple of questions uh, where they could put all of these into uh, one answer because usually those are very tightly knit together. And I find that the most important stuff is that you just want to answer the same question from different point of views, which is also really cool when you get into the deep learning things as well. So that's one of my suggestions. I think that's a, I think that's a, a, good, a good sort of a approach to take. Kurt, you're obviously someone who works with um, a lot of people differently, but Matt, um, you, you've, kind of done, you've kind of done the same thing where you're bringing, and Kurt, I'll get your thoughts on this in a little second, but Matt, your, um, your whole kind of approach to this just now is working with students who are all primary, where primary sort of takes a range of subjects across, across the board. How have you been approaching that if, say, a primary four teacher who's doing science wants to work with another primary four teacher who's doing an English lesson and they're wanting to look at bringing that together? How have you kind of encouraged that in your students? Um, do you know what? It, it's When I first started at the university, I was given responsibility for teaching science and ICT as two separate subjects and timetabled separately. Um, and the first thing I did was say i don't want to teach them separately <laughs> I was, i'm going to teach. Yeah. i just rebranded it as stem funnily enough um because because i didn't want them to view them as separate subjects and and i think when you start to view things as separate subjects you you go down a rabbit hole of well i'm teaching this so you almost ignore everything else um funnily enough we had a, had a conversation with one of my colleagues today because we're writing a new course for the new curriculum that's happening in wales uh, where there's less emphasis on subjects and more emphasis on areas of learning. And we were busy kind of trying to shoehorn how we could marry up areas of learning. So instead mm-hmm. of having geography, history and RE, you've got humanities. Instead of having science, ICT and technology, you have um, science and technology. It just seems to cut out ICT. Anyway, um, and, <laughs> and the, we, were, we were trying to almost plan something based on the way we've always done things. And then we just had this conversation, hang on, right? If we want them to view this is open learning why not just give them a subject give them a topic and then Mm -hmm. say how would you teach this and what subjects can come out of it so it doesn't actually matter what subject you're teaching so we were saying you know if you were doing um the water cycle Mm. what can you what can you do to inspire learning across a range of subjects with just the water cycle yes historically it might be science and obviously there's a geography thing there but there's also the whole history thing. You know, what, we talk about the water cycle. Well, you know, has, it, has that changed over time? What would the earth have looked like in the past? What, how has the water had an impact on, on what things look like now from a geography point of view? Then we talked about using the water cycle as a, as a theme for music creation and, and using garage band and recording like, dripping sounds, whatever. And, and, and then it yeah. suddenly became, hang on, now all of a sudden we're not thinking about subjects. The subjects yeah. will come out of the topic that we're, we're looking at. But all of a sudden, because, go on. yeah, because in real life, it's just in academia and in school where we yeah. have topics. Yeah. yeah. And you're so, you're so right with that. I, I well, really like that. Well, approach. that's what we thought was, hang on, we've got, there's a new curriculum. 
there's no teachers that can turn around to any of our students and say that's not what we do because no one's done it because it's a whole new curriculum so if you were going to rip everything up and start again without any kind of concept of subjects or anything if you would just go into say what do we want to teach these students and what skills do we want would we not start with almost the end point that we have now flip it on its head and say okay world war ii let's learn about world war ii what can we learn from that well we can learn development of scientific things we can learn about obviously history we can learn about Mm -hmm. geography how has the world changed so many things yeah exactly yeah yeah. there's so many things and then it's almost like saying to the teacher you've taught all this now from your point of view as a teacher you need to make sure that they've covered all of these skills so you then say afterwards, well, having taught that, what have they learned? And then I'll tick that off and think, where are the gaps? Okay, the gaps are yeah, there. Okay, like, yeah. then that's what I'll do next time. And I'll make sure that, that I'm aware of that in their learning so that they have this diverse learning, you know? So yeah. we had something and like the right. Excuse me, but that's no, the right ahead, way to do it. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's how everything is done, yeah. literally, in life. Yeah. So I think it's brilliant. Oh. So that's our process now. Obviously, we have to teach them as student teachers. We have to teach yeah. them a lot of the, the, the specific skills around science or history or whatever. But for like, I uh, think about six times throughout the year, we're just going to say, right, this this week you are not doing your subjects. We're going to chuck a topic at you. You'll be with your reg- regular lecturer. So it will be slightly obvious as to the kind of things we're looking at. But we want you to almost like release the subject out of this and just think open mind. What what could we do with this? So. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, Martin. Yeah, I was. No, 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 not at all. I was just. I, I'm. I'm just conscious of the of the time. Of, um, uh, I was going to say something. We have. We had something like that in my in my secondary school where um, we had what was called a capacity building course, mm. where it was different teachers who would work across uh, a range of project based lessons. It wasn't necessarily uh, a maths lesson, an English lesson. It was a. It was a. Um, there was a set of challenges that were in context. Um, and I think the, the challenges are really what show people, Matt, you and I were actually talking about this uh, last week, where we were talking about how, how you know, it's we're not teaching, we shouldn't be teaching pupils how to solve an equation because mm-hmm. computers can't actually do that for them. What we need to be looking at is how do they use that information? How do they apply that skill? Yeah. Um, and I think if you can take a, a, an interesting and challenge-based approach to that you're you're going to increase that understanding and someone you know Kurt you're someone who is who has done a lot of work with challenges and how challenges can actually spark that creativity across a range of subjects how important or not well I know your your answer to this but <laughs> why do you think creativity is um a sort of a, a key defining factor in collaborative approaches um well there's a, there's a few things that happen with creativity um and that approach to it, um, I mean, we're, we're looking at something now um, where we're trying to define what's in our brain coming from an, uh, a fuse uh, and, an, and an ignite, sorry, an ignite first where like sparks ideas, then someone who fuses them together, going to your expression into your make and then having your thoughts about it. So not focusing on technology, not focusing on that word creativity um, as much because people sometimes think, oh, I'm either creative or not. Um, thinking about those skills and that what Matt said, um, approaching it from from different areas. Yeah. Um, but for me, I can't you... think. Sorry, go ahead, Johan. Oh, sorry, don't you think that creativity also speaks to 
more within yourself than and, than just the brain. So it it speaks to your heart. It speaks to so many other different things. Oh yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. That's why it's, it's a... so important, I think, because it's a it's a great motivating. It's when when uh, yeah, we say when when heart, head, and and your gut align. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's where you get that push. The That's flow, absolutely. whatever you you want to call Mind, it. Mind, heart, and soul. I, yeah. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. different different uh, ways of approaching it. Um, mm -hmm. In my way of becoming a teacher, I've never been able to stop thinking um, of it in 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 a single subject area. Um, what I like about the single subject area is that someone can be an expert in it and then be consulted in it. Um, yes. With a school that I had the chance to work in in Lisbon um, called Opark and then let, later on became um, Park International School, the kids got something called My Time. And in My Time, they started with something that challenged them, questions that they had. Um, going to Alan November's Building Learning Community um, conference, one of the workshops mm. there, this guy started out and said, if you want to have your curriculum for the rest of the year, on the first day that the kids come in, write down all the questions, all the questions that they have, everything that they're curious about. And you'll have so much to cover that you will have more than just for a year and to hand off. And that struck me. And then another thing, um, when you asked me that question um, that came into my mind was something that I was talking about with my wife. She's going through a course and she's reading a, a book and the story goes that up until five-year-olds, five-year-olds, they talk. They walk around, they wonder, they're curious about everything. And, and you know what I'm going to say, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> they get to talk, then they come into school. What happens? Yeah. We tell them to shut up. Sit down, listen, listen, pay attention. Yeah, and oh, if you're talking, you're disrupting. Yeah. So um, I know that this is probably kicking in an open door, um, to give a hint to Chris Galley's um, <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, those kind of things and creativity – Creativity is always around, so that that's, that curiosity thing, and and you have to approach it from different ways. You can't just go in through it from one subject area, because yeah, part of You're... my creativity is going into something that makes me feel uncomfortable. But then afterwards, I will be able to fuse those um, or and connect the dots, look back and connect the dots. Yeah, do you remember what we said last podcast about the success of the human race? We said communication. Absolutely. To learn yeah, something. Yeah. This is the second one, curiosity. Yeah, I, I think communication, is... communication and curiosity kind of lead to collaboration, don't they? It's, it's you know, if, you've, if you can find a common ground, and I think that I'm I just wanting to bring it all back now, guys, because we've had sort of, some some really great points from 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 each of you, and I think I think if I if I can just sum it up in a in a maybe a, I hope I don't butcher it, but you know you've just kind of said it there, uh, Johan. That we were talking about that the human race is built on communication. It's also built on curiosity, and I think communication and curiosity can lead to collaboration when you find someone who is of a similar mindset. And I think that's probably a good bit of advice that you can give to a teacher who's wanting to get started to collaborate across the subjects. Don't necessarily find the one thing that both your subjects have in common, but simply come up with a, an approach that, you know, sit down, have that cup of tea, have that conversation, find that curiosity, communicate, and then, you know, start to, start to collaborate together. Guys, good. 
Awesome, awesome uh, discussion there. Thanks very much. The Wakelet will um, be in the show notes as always. Um, really great. It was a really great chat. Um, it was one that I was kind of dipping in and out because it was away. But uh, Kurt, when we come back, I'm going to hand the reins over to you where you can recap the Americas side. All right, we'll reach, preach and teach in that one. Hallelujah. Um, which was uh, reach, preach, and teach at equity for all guys. And I'm going to start off with the tweet of the week, um, which was also where the hashtag came from. And that was other people who don't look like me, experiences as me, and who bring value, uh, valuable perspectives that I cannot contribute. Again, here we are better together. And that was an answer to this question that I'm going to throw out to you guys. Um, what resources do you use to promote equity and inclusivity for students? What do you think about it? What, where do you go for your resources? What kind of resources do you have up your sleeve? It's an interesting one. It's, I, I think, um, I, I think not just sort of looking at the, the, the equity and the inclusivity, but I think it's also about, um, how you approach the kind of task that you've got. Everyone, everyone has a voice. Everyone has a, everyone has an opinion. You may not necessarily agree with the the person who is giving the opinion, but you will respect their right to give it. And I think you know it's 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 ensuring that everybody has has time to to look at the 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 points that have been shared and the work that's been shared. I I quite like pupils going and finding the the information that they're looking for, looking at it from you know, sites. It's almost like going back to um, how they how they how they find fake news and and things like this. But I think using technology as a way to make sure that everyone is given uh, an equal start um, when finding that information, whether they have accessible needs, whether they have processing issues, whether it takes them a little bit longer. I think using technology as a way to kind of allow everyone to be on a, an equal footing in terms of finding the information i think is is almost do you feel that technology closes that gap i think so i think it it, you you still need you still need a teacher who who is able to to ensure that 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 child is properly supported but technology certainly makes it a lot easier and if we we talk about you know not to make this an accessibility chat even though it's always it's always important accessibility is how equity starts and how every child feels included, regardless of learning needs, social standing. If they have access to relevant information and relative technology, then they can get they can they can get started. Rather than where they're going, it's how they're getting there. I think can sometimes be just as important. If I give a give a more of a, um, a, a direct example, so I've got um, a class that I teach on a Friday. Um, with my students and I have a mix of our Welsh language students with with everybody else now the majority of the time they're taught just in Welsh language because they're going to go and teach in Welsh language schools they're all you know first language Welsh uh, students but they come into my sessions as well and obviously there's a challenge there for me straight away I don't speak Welsh um, but we looked at clips and uh, the thing that technology provided me there with was they were able to go and do something in their language of choice and share it with other people and they felt that I wasn't isolating them from anything I wasn't saying they had to do it in English so that they could be part of the the rest of the group they they could have their personal identity uh, record it using their language 
uh, and then share it with others in the group and actually celebrate their language as a result of what they created as opposed to them doing it in isolation and I think that that for me kind of got me thinking differently about how I deliver and how I can Mm -hmm. sort of really support them to to engage with everybody else but not feel that they have to do it in our language um, but then also celebrate you know what they create with everybody else as well yeah maybe i lost what, the what about here oh sorry tell me no 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 what's, what's... <clears throat> maybe i'm lost in translation here but when you're saying resources um i really don't understand that uh, concept in a way because i i think what you both gave as a as an example is a way of doing things a way of approaching things instead of using like um, already resources that you find is that quite so so you need to promote from the chat came came in an example for instance which was about the use of apple classroom um yeah okay in in a way where um i mean we're talking about accessibility and we're talking about um the the barrier of not speaking um, the language but what about the kids who don't feel well in the classroom for for social reasons economical reasons you know situations at home that happen um fear of speaking up so the example that came out which i thought was very good use um we used to do it in in primary elementary with um like paper rolls Mm -hmm. where one side was green and the other side was red Mm -hmm. and then when kids had a question um instead of putting your finger up it wasn't as obvious that you could indicate to the teacher that you had a question so green was i'm okay let me go i can go at my own speed so um, giving it on, in that way. And Red was, hey, I need your attention. So what happened over here, bringing it to uh, technology and substituting was in Apple Classroom, as a teacher, you have the uh, the opportunity to see what's happening on the children's um, iPads. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, what, what I was just saying is that I think that the resources or the technology in itself is a way to empower a behavior that really... Uh, empowers uh, people uh, to get them include included or or promote their their equity do you understand what i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. aiming yeah. at instead yeah. i mean te- i mean if you want to take it down technology as a resource the way that we exactly oh yeah the way that we use it, technology it's, in class it's the a... behavior in in itself that i find is is the solution Sam, instead I, of technology i, I totally that, agree i totally okay, agree cool. but the so, what I'm saying is technology technology can make that easier for those pupils who Definitely. maybe start to feel I, I mean you know we're, we're we're not saying that we're not saying that the that the 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 process isn't important of course the process is important but I think if we're if we're talking about an equalizer if you like if we're talking about equity and we're talking about an equalizer then apps like Apple Classroom to give out worksheets to pupils who maybe need differentiated work without the whole class realizing that's obviously a way to empower those students without necessarily making them feel that they're the they're the kid in the class who has to put their hand up and say, yep. Miss, I still don't understand this, or Sir, I still don't understand this. There is that indicator that they can use. And I think if we cool. can if if we can ensure that teachers are given 
all of the, the necessary knowledge that they need to understand that in your class, you already, you're already a, a practiced, um, a seasoned practitioner. You already know that there will be pupils in your classes who have um, accessible needs, whether it's, you know, it's um, issues at home that are making them nervous about standing up and speaking or, you know, whether it's development needs, whether it's physical needs. But using technology, you can you can start to bring like a not like a baseline but you can put everybody on the same start you can have everybody at the same level without necessarily feeling that that child is being not not sort of singled out but that child will feel that they're being singled out because once again this is another lesson where they're the one who's constantly having to ask for help and little Kurt is getting it faster or Matt's, you know, racing ahead at basketball and, you know, I'm, I'm still struggling to find the ball, um, you know, th those types of things. I think okay. I think using the yeah, technology um, as a resource that way can be... Um, I'm totally with you there. I mean, I think... uh, the, those two uh, people that I really met for the first time that had problems and, and we use technology to... That's what got in me into this field so yeah. i do agree about yeah. that i just wanted to to highlight um what i was saying absolutely so, and of course i totally agree yeah. with you guys so i wasn't it goes really... very wide i mean so if we think technology sometimes we we start labeling and saying oh accessibility features and yeah exactly features that's what i was languages and 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 it's it's about if you're struggling with your gender um, if you come in as an immigrant and, and you come in with labels, I mean, I had the, I had the chance to go, um, to see Hamilton this week. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and one of the phrases is we're immigrants, we get, we get it done. Um, and that cast is, um, with, with intention, Hispanic and Afro-American. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for people to say it's the best possible actor that gets the part and it's not because it's a, a white guy that it has to be a white guy. So um, uh, how are we yeah, thinking yeah. about that in that way? So um, uh, one example that I wanted to bring out, it's got a little bit of technology in it. I mean, um, where we live in Philadelphia, there's an art pier. And one of the projects that was going on, and I think Matt, you had a chat with Christine about this, um, was called the fourth grade project. And what this artist has done is it, he's put kids in front of a, of a blank wall um, facing the camera um, with their backs towards them. So you can't see their face. You can't really tell what's going on. You can't have those assumptions. And then he asked them three questions. So uh, who do you live with? Not where do you come from? Um, what do you wish for? And what do you worry about? And then you see those stories come from all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, and that was such a powerful thing. Um, and it's by using language in a different way um, what happened is the answers got written next to it, kind of like an instant alpha kind of mm -hmm. way that you could do it if you want to recreate it. And I'll, I'll share the link in, in the notes. Um, but those are the things that I think of. And, and the, the host of the chat, Michael Mills, um, had such a powerful um, showcase this year at the, uh, the New Class Institute. Um, he, he's really standing up um, for underprivileged groups. I mean, you have to know that Michael's in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I've seen the world in a total different way by being in the U.S. And, and seeing what kids go through that just being in the classroom, that's a, yeah. that's a great goal already, showing up. And then having a teacher who shows up for you 
who shows that I, I like, I believe in you. And because you come to school, I come to school. That's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. I mean, we talk about resources yeah. and technology, but that, that connection to start that collaboration. And I mean, that blows my mind. Yeah. He's, a, he's such a, he's such a cool guy. I must say. He is. Yeah. He is. And he's not afraid to speak up and make Definitely. a difference. Yeah. Okay. Guys, about speaking up and making a difference, Matt, <laughs> is it okay <laughs> to speak up and make a difference with another jingle? Because I feel like the level is going up and up and up. And um, I mean, it's time to give credit where credit due. Um, you and your wife created that Matt. little son of yours. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Part of you is in those jingles, even though you make him do it. I'm very curious to hear the next one. I, I am as equally offended as I am honoured by the links that I get to my section each week. Uh, that was that was a great one. Thank you. You should be. I think that's right. the best one yet. Warm your fingers up to start playing it. All right, guys. Thank you very much for your insights on this. And I uh, hear you after the break. Nice. I mean, for me. I mean, the sound quality is brilliant. <laughs> just, just the worst critics. It really is. Ever. I mean, it's it's. But it's... the creativity was brilliant. Thanks. I think I it was last. Wasn't it last sarcastic. week's jungle uh, jingle in uh, in reverb? No. Oh, okay. I will find last week's jingle that and might, show you that, that this is a whole new creation. You, you might not... want to see your your doctor about your hearing, Kurt. Just if you if you heard it in reverb. I was trying to I use think... creativity and give Matt a bone, saying this is what you could do next week. Oh, was it creative yeah. feedback? Sorry, don't give me ideas because the next one will be just echo. I've made a note of that. Okay, guys, welcome to Questions with Matt. You know this is the real reason people listen in every week just for the jingle and the potential questions and answer session with you guys. So, uh, massive thanks to Miriam Walsh for the question this week. And it's one picking up on some of the themes that we've talked about already. And it's a great question, actually. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think. So here it is. What advice would you give to someone looking to set up a collaboration with teachers across different time zones who's gonna who's gonna jump in there we've all had experience of i'll, I'll take, the, I'll take the obvious one go go for it find in what time zone you are yeah that's a that's a great one because that uh, yeah that's that's caused me some issues uh, plenty of times <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you right. arrange and... to have a conversation when you arrange to have a conversation with someone and then you realize that oh, that's three o'clock in the morning for me. So Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and if you're traveling, like if you find a connection with someone in the US, is it East Coast? Is it in the yeah. middle of the country? Is, is it, it Central, West Coast? Yeah. Pacific? Is yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And, and, and can I just add, it's not as simple as that either because the amount of times I've had a question, I've asked someone via text, what time is it there for you now? And then they've responded an hour later mm -hmm. and then you're there going, right, is, is that the time it was 
Oh but yeah, to go, yeah. Like, yeah. Or is that the time it is now? And then you're like, oh, no idea. Yeah. So then, finding out where the time zone is, and then um, or asking the location, so you could look it up yourself is, yeah. is yeah. I think, one of the first steps. Definitely, yeah. and good, I think you, good tip. What day in the week it is as well, because different cultures have different emphasis on different weekdays. Different uh, week, absolutely. That's a really yeah. good one. And also culturally, uh, what you're doing at uh, what time on on a Saturday or a, or a Wednesday, so I think that's yep. quite important as well. Is it the is it the Middle East that's um, that's weekend? Is a Thursday, Friday, and they start on a Saturday. Yeah. They start the working uh, weekend. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, start on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I I had that. I did a a podcast interview with um, one of the new ADEs, Sabe, and um, and he kept saying, "Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm in work. To, I'm in work tomorrow, and I'll uh, I can give you a call after that." And I was thinking, "Oh, he's just." He thinks it's Monday tomorrow when it's not, and then Sunday evening I'm just sat there, and he's texting me saying, "Yeah, I'm ready to go," and I'm like, "What?" So yeah. again, yeah, that's a that's a great tip. So what is what are people's working plans like? And it's it depends about, like, on the the medium that you choose too. Yeah, like we talk about time zones for podcasting. If you're yeah, working yeah. on a collaborative book, it doesn't matter what time zone you're in. Then you yeah. just need the structure. Like yep. if you know um, what you're doing, what your job is on the team or in mm -hmm. the collaboration, what do you expect from each other? And I think um, Bronwyn gave a, a nice um, answer a, a long time ago, but it was about assumptions. If you're going to assume that the other one is going to do something and that then doesn't happen, that can cause a lot of trouble that, yeah. in your collaboration. So making clear <clears throat> who does what, setting your goals, um, then you're good friends. Yeah and, yeah, and definitely helping each other out. It's like uh, what we're doing right now. In, in the beginning, uh, when we started this podcast, I was recording. Uh, but as you realize, I'm the one that has the latest time zone. So when we record, I have the latest hour uh, Martin was really helpful and and saying I can do it. Um, the real reason is that I'm really lazy, but um... <laughs> yeah, it's also your edits. It was your show title. Show you think exactly. Exactly. If anyone he had his back, hands full with ice yeah. cream and he couldn't press record, exactly. That's I think if anybody reason. looks back at the early show titles, they'll see that the the names yeah, of the shows totally went in an upward. Yeah, but as, so, so we're saying honesty is, is a really good uh, tip. Uh, yeah. As for this question. Uh, we just pretend that Martin was really nice to me and he took her over. Okay. That's exactly, yes. Uh, that, yeah. As is my nature. No, it's, um, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I can't really add anything to, to, to both those great answers. I think one that I would, uh, an app that I would recommend is one called Calzones, um, just like the, the pizza, C-A-L-Z-O-N-E-S, which is specifically designed to um, show availability over separate time zones. So I actually use Calzones and I've got a time for, um, I've got Dublin, I've got Cardiff, I've got Stockholm, I've got Philadelphia, I've got uh, Edinburgh. And it shows where the working day is for everyone and where the, the best time to kind of hook up and, nice. and, and match yeah. up works. And that, it, it just sits as a widget on my home screen. And so nice. Calzones are really good at for that. I'm going to add one other thing, just slightly from a different angle. And that is kind of preceding a lot of this is, is use social media to find those other people. Yeah. yeah. Because and we're talking about like when you found people, right? So what do you do then? But there'll be a lot of people and certainly my, my students and, and obviously it's, it's a personal area for me in terms of trying to get my, uh, the pre-service teachers to have these, these link ups. But 
but we just use Twitter. And obviously, I know that I've got I've got an in with a lot of the people because of you know the AD community and all of that. But I know one of my students last year was desperately looking for for something where she could look at cultural diversity. Um, and you know, we just put a thing out on Twitter saying, "Oh, that you know, we're looking for another school." that can help us with this and she instantly linked up one straight away with a school over in america um and has then has since done that with a school in uh, singapore as well so you know sometimes you need to find that place don't you and like i said if you don't have the connections um social media is a really good place to start because there are so many educators out there that are willing to collaborate so and finding that common language yeah? talking about what um like reflecting on the show collaboration equity like, don't let the fact that you don't speak the same language be a barrier. Find yeah. and use your technology to make it happen. Because if you both yeah. have the drive or people on your team could be more than two, have the drive to make it happen. Don't let anything be a boundary. Like, yeah, it's you like, go and it's make like, that dent. It's like for us, no one speaks English, actually. Not well, no. Do you mean the four of us? Yeah. <laughs> But I think you'll find that we have been speaking English the entire time, yeah. <laughs> that's why Johan's. That's why Johan's uh, always mistaken. I always know. <laughs> to be fair, he turns up, so that's the that's the benefit. He's here, so I know just one. Thankful. I know one word in that, in English. Ice cream. No, exactly. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Make a note, guys. Thank you so much. Hopefully that's going to give some people some some fab ideas um, for getting collaboration across time zones for themselves because we know it's such a powerful way to to help in the classroom. So if you have any questions, please do send them in to us. Hashtag questions with Matt and Martin will give you a little bit more information about how you can talk to us and send in your questions uh, to the Anchor app a little bit later. Perfect. Okay, guys, when we come back, how about we wrap this show up? Let's Perfect. Brilliant. Welcome to the last part of the show, the wrap-up section. This is where we take the serious side of the chat and we wrap it up in a way that is just totally not serious whatsoever. Guys, it's been a really sort of... We've, we've kind of stepped away from the tech and focused on the people. Um, I don't know how you feel, Isn't but that's that great. Been, it's been awesome, hasn't it? Wonderful, yeah. It's a people business. So It's been special first. this week. Well, I think last week our um, show title was Ice Cream and Hugs, and I think you know we've kind of we've kind of felt that going. I feel like we've we've given everyone a virtual hug um, with our with our collaboration um, approach. Maybe with it's things. because uh, World uh, or International Teacher Day is coming up. Is it World Teacher Day? Yeah, yeah. When's when's that going to be? October fifth. you are a living segue, aren't you? You are you are just like just you can pick anything out and just drag it into a conversation smoothly. I think it tedious it's beautiful. Lengths. <laughs> it's tedious, beautiful. Yeah, tedious Kurt is how we're going to refer to Not it. Not tedious Kurt. That's rude. That's just rude. <laughs> a smooth dude. I like that. See, that sounds nice. Tedious Kurt sounds like you, you don't like him. <laughs> oh, no, no. Exactly. I'm just thinking, uh, Matt, yeah, no. you'll remember... You'll remember tedious the, links, Chris, yeah. the tedious links, Chris Moyles breaking But because show, you yeah. didn't say tedious links with Kurt, you just said tedious Kurt. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm being thrown under a bus here. So Kurt, why don't you? You're nowhere near tedious. So why don't you save me and tell us uh, what's coming up next week? Well, 
you could use that bus to go back into the future and help us celebrate the teachers in the past, present, and future. See? Because um, that's going to be the American. Yeah. See? It's beautiful. He is. I mean, it's, it's like poetry. And that will be hosted by Joe Welch, who, is, uh, who actually won the National History Teacher Award over here. Um, and Johnny Tisland is a new ADE. So that's going to be the America's Chat um, October 1st at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then on the EMEA site, it's going to be about digital feedback with Aaron Jelly. Um, and Aaron will be hosting that at 8 p.m. BST. And there's going to be a little thing um, changing to the chats. If you're listening, this might be the time to go to Apple Teacher Learning Center and have a look at the questions already. So start thinking about your answers. Maybe post your, or have your links already ready, things you've been doing in the classroom that you want to share. They're making it a little easier. Sign in and depending on the location that you are in, and that's the beauty of the collaboration that yeah. we had on iPad today is that um, Martin and Matt and Johan can see the EMEA questions already. And on my side, I can see um, the America's questions happening. And don't forget that on Monday evenings, there's the uh, America's chat in Spanish. That's a good point. It's um, yeah. it's definitely, it's all kind of, it's all becoming this this more kind of fluid way now, isn't it? It's made, really making it easy for people who are maybe busy on a Tuesday. Matt, we certainly know in the UK that a lot of the Apple Regional Training Centres run on a on a Tuesday night. So it's yeah. making it easy for people to, to to sort of, you know, recap and, you know, recap before it actually takes place. They're, they're getting a chance mm-hmm. to, to take some of their answers. So it's, yeah, there you go. And Seamless build that link, confidence. Matt. And build that confidence to just Absolutely. join in. Isn't it? You know, I know what I'm going yeah. to say. I'm not kind of under pressure. I, I can have a thought around those questions before I come to it. So yeah, even just kind of scrambling to find resources that that might match up with some of the uh, yeah. uh, with some of the, uh, the 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 questions that are there. Because I certainly know that I I kind of scramble to find resources to give answers. So it's good if you've got them all kind of predetermined and ready to go. So that's that's that. Yeah, I'm 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 really really uh, really pleased and- about that. Fun story to add to that really quickly is that um, Jason Trumbull, who's at the same school as Michael Mills, mm-hmm. um, he sometimes hosts a um, Twitter chat, um, like joins into the Apple EDU chat um, with his students in a coffee shop. So Ooh, they all come nice. together. So there's that human aspect uh, of the collaboration and joining in into that virtual part. He is so actually think... just so seamless, isn't he? I mean, if we just go back, I mean, look how... You know, that human aspect coming back into it again is just... You're on a different like level, seamless. my friend. Like, I you're, love you I guys. Know, you're not Mr. Seamless, Kurt. You're yeah. seamless, Kurt. Speaking <laughs> of seamless, because he's not wearing any, Johan, why don't you tell uh, everybody how they can get in touch and uh, how they can rate and review us? Yeah, I'm just happy I'm here. <laughs> so uh, are we. As are we. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter... At last recap, and I would like to, um, if you'd like to hook up with this gentleman, you can find them at Martin. I'm Mcut, C O U T T S eighty one. Thank you, and Kurt. That's M E S T E R K U R T. Brilliant, and Matt. That's M A T six four five three. Oh, brilliant! You can find me on uh, at Anderson double S underscore edu. And um, should we? Should I do my thing? Absolutely. Why don't you tell everybody um, about rating and reviewing us? 
That's brilliant. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, show or if you don't, just please <laughs> rate and review us. Uh, anyways, uh, listeners' comments and ratings keep us high in the ranking so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Excellent. Thanks for that, Johan. Uh, just one last thing to mention, guys. Questions with Matt is obviously one of our, you can tell it's one of our favourite bits simply because it's, it's such a great segment in the show. If you're wanting to leave us, it, I, th- that was sincere. You've been mean to me. Sarcasm I'm being with sincere. Um, yeah, if, if one is like, seamless and one yeah. is, I don't know. Pathetic, I think, is probably my, you know, you've got seamless curtain, pathetic Martin. Um, but if you would like to, you know, if you've got jingle requests, if you've got things that you're wanting to ask Matt, you can, of course, use the Anchor app. If you search for us on Anchor and we are at last recap, uh, there'll be a little button there that says leave us a voice message and you can leave us it as if you were phoning us and we can use it like it's a radio show. You can get in touch with us using the Twitter accounts that we've all mentioned and don't forget the hashtag serious but not. I've been your host, Martin Coots, and I've been joined by my good friends. As you can all tell, we love doing this show. Matt, you want to say bye-bye and we'll see you next week? Goodbye and we'll see you next week. Johan? Ice cream. <laughs> you scream. And Kurt, because you're seamless, take us out. Like smooth jazz. Smooth jazz? Okay, guys. I want to celebrate you on the 5th of October um, for being the great teachers and friends that you are in my past, present, and hopefully future. Seeing you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Dito. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs>